Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekscape. Was that too loud for your ears, Gilmore? No? Everything is okay? Brian Gilmore is back this week over here running the camera. And this is Geekscape, your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast where I, Jonathan London, talk to a guest, in this instance, William Bibiani. Hello! I <laughs> was that Gilmore? <laughs> About the latest... <laughs> <laughs> movies, video games, and comics. The news are. Oh, is that whoever just bought new speakers? <laughs> That's what we do. We get down and dirty on the news and reviews of movies, video games, and comics. And this is my guest expert this week, uh, mainly because I called him yesterday and I go, uh, "Listen, I'm in a, in a in a wedding in Sacramento. I know I got to do a Geekscape because I just did a no. An, uh, I just because well, it's, yeah, it's another you week. Because it's another week. No, no, but 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 I, but I skipped a week. I know, ago. but yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta get back on that horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back on that horse, and and, yeah. and I think the most important thing that happened this week had to have been ODST. Um, from a geek perspective, I suppose yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the most important thing yeah. that happened this it, week. It, I'm just saying, I, yeah. it's probably some climate change or something. Nothing, yeah. no, okay, no, no, okay, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Okay, and so and so you being the experienced guy in the ODST thing. I said, come on, Geekscape, share your love with the Geekscapists, talk about yeah. this game, and in the process, we will illuminate all sorts of other subjects. Have you been okay? Uh, mm. How is your campaign for a repeat of Best Geekscape Co-Host going? Uh, well, we're, we're still in the fundraising stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to check out my PayPal account, you just uh, hit me up uh, at the Geekscape forums. I'm under Biblioteca. Uh, but we accept, uh, I think anything over $5,000 is verboten for these kinds of campaigns. So anything under that, uh, it's a great tax write-off. Uh, we're going we're gonna to blow Felicia Day out that? of the water this year. Partially because I don't think she's, she's a contender been... right now. <laughs> no, I think she did an interview, but interviews don't count. Interviews don't count. Okay, good. So I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Uh, money is always appreciated. There you have it. Yeah. Um... They go right into your offshore hammering. account. Yeah. So guys, um, that's actually coming up quick. It's now. No, Jesus oh shit! Christ. On my face, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that will like, be a very special episode of Geeks. It's like the end of September. <laughs> end of September. I know, right? Taping. Jesus. By the time you guys see this, it may be you this know late September, sucked. early October, and then we got December, yeah. and that's when we usually have our year year end party, right? Like, yeah. like usually in December. Well, we have yeah, our it's, it's usually at the end of the year. Yeah, we have our year-end party. Well, no, the reason for that is yeah. because we actually started Geekscape on Christmas oh. of 2007. That was, was a, a Merry Christmas indeed. It was a gift to you. It was a Merry Christmas indeed. And series. now, no, 2006. Christmas <gasps> 2006. Snizz up. That is true. That is true. That is See, absolutely this true. This kind of fantastic banter Holy here is shit. what brings my the audiences is, to my the podcast. My life is falling apart. You Geekscapists who are old. Oh my God. Thank you for being with us. Those Geekscapists who are new, no. That this will not quit. This is this this the, the, the our little our little group here of Geekscapists that you've met on Geekscape.net and you've seen here on the show. This is a this is a fine old machine chugging along. Much akin to Bebe's kids, we do not die so much as we multiply. multiply. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! You got to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love that we both knew the quote yeah, from Bebe's kids. Except me. Uh, <laughs> Bebe's kids was that like. Like black, black animated cartoon. movie. Yeah, it was, was it an animated movie? Or yeah, was it was a an animated movie. Well, it was based on a guy's uh, stand-up comedy routine about these kids who apparently Ooh. were were. I, I don't know. He's dead now, actually. Really? really? Yeah, he died like not terribly long after that thing came out. It killed he, the sequel. He didn't actually. multiply. No, uh, no, he actually that was false advertising. But um, <laughs> I was never a terribly big fan of that movie. But uh, anyway, Wait, yeah. you saw that shit? I, no, I had to see that shit. I went to public see, school in Southern California. I saw that film like ten times. So in class. In class, they show babies. They show babies, kids. What else are they gonna keep? Uh, that's a little pipe. Wait, wait for, first off, what the fuck was babies, kids? It was the offshoot of, a, of a, fra of a, of a fragmented a mind. It was a stand-up comedy routine about this guy. He wants to get with this girl, baby, and he needs to impress her kids uh, in order to get in her pants, basically. So he takes them off on this. You know, I'll, I'll take him to the amusement park. It's basically uh, what was that Martin Short Clifford? Yeah. Basically Clifford, but with like three kids. Misery and, and in told to by told to the Charles Grodin role. Yeah, that's the thing. No one as talented as Charles Grodin was in. And everyone's black and sassy. Well, I'm okay with black and sassy. It was the bright-eyed and bushy tail that I had problems. The uh, the the 
The character. No one gets that. You crack yourself up. So, so I, I kill me. So wait, wait. This this cartoon was about trying to nail like a single like kinda, single moms. Yeah, like, it was about milfs. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck wants a single mom? Do you know how we know that? Though? Do you know how we probably know that? You know that it was on the VHS. Uh, it was one of the trailers before uh, you got into the movie of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. You were right. The first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? On the VHS, yeah. Bebe's Kids yeah. was a thing that was, it, it was one yeah. of the trailers before that. That's how we all know People Bebe's Kids. People who love ninjas <laughs> love black kids and ninjas before. Yeah, guys, good targeting. <laughs> guys, I, I, okay, listen, listen. Listen, we, we just hit some serious places. Uh... <laughs> On the Geekscape website. Weirdest introduction. The, on, on, no, listen, listen. We're well past the introduction. They're in, they're in, they're in the shit right now. This is their Vietnam. Okay. So. <laughs> What's my Vietnam? They basically was your Vietnam. They basically is my Waterloo. Uh, it takes them to an amusement park and they get in trouble. The movie was like eight hours long, man. <laughs> I don't remember very well, but I remember very distinctly that it was eight hours long. As much as, much as I'm glad I've never seen it, I know it's <laughs> I have a whole list of things I thought we could talk about on the podcast. Baby Skins is nowhere on here. My stomach hurts. Okay, what I want, what, what I want to tell you guys to do... Geeks Go out and buy Baby's Kids. That's what we want to touch. Oh, shit. Is that shit even on DVD? I know it's out somewhere. Okay. So, Geekscapers, what I want you to do is start a forum entry on our forums at geekscape.net. What I want you to post is some of the most memorable pre-movie VHS trailers. Oh, God. Because you, you have them memorized. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, when you watch I, that WhatsApp over and over again, you couldn't skip the trailers. It was too much the, hassle to get that. Especially the worst over. ones. Like, I remember oh, yeah. Paul and I, on one of our famous Gauntlet movies, yeah. there was a preview for this movie that had Carl Malone in it as a country, as like a like a Western nice. thing. And, um, and, uh, and he had some stupid line. But mm. then there was this one horror movie, or like horror crime movie, yeah. where, the guy, where there's this old guy, he goes... Don't do it! <laughs> and, and, and somebody's about to hit like a bomb yeah. detonator or something like that. That's great. And you, you always hear, like, remember yeah. those shitty ass previews before oh, yeah, the VHSs. Great. What are some of the more memorable? Well, my ones favorite one ever, and besides for, Baby's Kids. My favorite one ever was in front of Evil Dead 2, which was constantly rented from, from my local blockbuster by me, uh, was a preview for Crippled Masters. Oh, that Remember Crippled was, Masters? Oh, that yeah, that we, trailer is amazing. I, uh, I, just, I never saw the movie. I just oh, saw the pain, trailer. It's the trailer is it's 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 because weirdly it wasn't, exploitative and yet also kind of not. It's a kung fu movie where one of the kung fu guys has lost. It doesn't have legs. Doesn't have legs at all. One of the kung fu guys that has has. Uh, well, no, he has like an arm. He has like well, an arm, but it's like this on. big. Come on, that's but not it, it that's still not uses it. That's a chicken wing. But he uses no. it. No, he actually well, flips well, yeah, like a thing around that. Well, he here's here's the deal. Watching the movie, like, and by the way, this is not like one arm swordsman where the guy's arm is obviously tucked behind it. These people are genuinely. Uh, 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 what's what's like? Gims. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in college, we had this movie, and Kevin McCaffrey and I watched it like nonstop. It was actually painful to watch. The storyline is that these two kung fu guys get so damn good at kung fu that the emperor actually gets, or the shogun, or whoever, mm. gets freaked out by their power and has them crippled, right? Yeah. One guy gets his arms cut off, the other person yeah. has the acid poured on their legs, whatever. Mm-hmm. They then team up mm-hmm. to get their revenge. And yes, yeah. he's like flipping the bow staff on his chicken wing. Yeah. And they do like transformer combination moves. Oh yeah. We're like, that was a ship. like the guy with the legs will have the yeah. dude with the with the arms, like like no arms, like jump on them and the, yeah. they'll do like combos where they like they team up like Voltron and they do yeah. different combos and shit like that. That's good stuff. Pretty good. Good work. You're looking at the Freak the Mighty, the Kung Fu film. Where do you want this to go? Just take it off your shirt. There you go. Where do you want it to go? I just hold it like this the whole time. Where do you want the mic? Oh my god, that's amazing. Where do you want the mic? Is it this is good? That's amazing. Why don't we just have a mic stand? We're we're just gonna be sitting here. Gilmore, where do you want the mic to go? You want it to go right here, apparently. I think I've just solved a lot of problems. Come on. Um, Maybe I can hold the mic. Okay. Higher like 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 it was earlier when you told me. Can you take me higher? Right there? Can't do that. That's fine. Oh, is it a little rubber dub dub or what? Kiss, no. kiss, kiss up or whatever. There was a little rubber dub, but I think we're good. Okay. Okay, good. So guys, 
I did not see surrogates. <laughs> I didn't see surrogates. I, th- I think I'm going to see this movie though. Wow. I, uh, either that or Pandorum. I'll see one of those before. Yeah, next they, look, they look cute. And then Zombieland comes out. Zombieland's coming out. I I uh, I got to, I read the script for Zombieland like a while ago. It is so good. People ask hilarious. me what happened to our Zombieland walk. With uh, the, with, yeah, with dude, that, that kind of got unceremoniously. He, listen, yeah. what, what happened is Ryan and I met with the guys. It sounded like they're excited, and then Ryan was supposed to come back in town, and he did. But the meeting never materialized. So he flew back to Seattle for from Seattle right. for a meeting that never happened. Um, the whole time, it felt like they wanted, like, I, I don't know, like, like we we first had to work on the budget. Then they wanted to know what the event was going to be. And the the whole time we kept trying to redefine this event, mm-hmm. the clock is ticking. Ryan and I really, our, our hearts weren't so much into doing a zombie walk for zombie walk's sake, and it was mm-hmm. more in really going for the world record, like really making yeah. something that would get a lot of press. Sure. Which I thought was the, the, hey, the I, I thought that I, was what the event was for: get a lot neat. of press for the movie. Yeah. Right. And that would that would that would be good. And, and it just never really came together. Like yeah. the communication was never there. I think they yeah. wanted to do something else, and then. Uh, I think this week they have organized actual like preview screenings in different yeah. cities with zombie walks that just won't be as big, but they're yeah. just in different cities. And so that, it'll that's make fun. the local news once in a while. Is yeah, basically we, what they're gonna get you. We wanted that, something maybe. that, that yeah, like we want something huge. We wanted something that like literally, literally yeah. like a shitload of zombies walking through Hollywood. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I always get more wor- so than I get usual. Worried. And, and I don't blame them. Like like I think at studios it takes a while to get things. Like that done. And yeah, we, we really were at, had like a month, and to we really needed to money together. to do it. Yeah, and especially if you're trying to get money pushed through at a big studio, <laughs> and they haven't Good worked luck. with us before, that stuff yeah. just. Yeah, we we would have they would have everything set up by like yeah. December. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the conversation really needed to start at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even that. It was a, it was a nice idea. It's a tragedy that it fell through, but yeah, they, were, they were nice about it. Yeah, sure. No, no, no one's harassing any animosity here. No. It's just it, unfortunate. Sorry, let's move on. We're looking for that movie. I'm actually. Have you heard anything about Surrogates? Is it supposed to be any good? I actually have heard some some unfortunate things about Surrogates. Yeah, because bu- I read the book well, and the book was really. What about good. Pandora? Well, Ben Dunn said eh, it was okay, so. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, Ben Dunn, who owns like what was the shit on his fucking, like oh, God, he I let me remember. borrow some of that crap. God, I can't. What was the one thing we made fun of him the most for? Like who the fuck buys that? Yeah. yeah. I forget. You guys remember? Alpha Dog. Who the fuck went and bought Alpha Dog? <laughs> Justin Timberlake's family. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about Alpha Dog today. Oh, God. You were? Yeah. You because, were the one? Yeah, because okay. in the scene where the little kid jumps out of his window or like or like escapes, there's a drive-thru records poster on the wall. And I was like, wait, those bands weren't on drive-thru when this movie was supposed to have taken place. Yeah. Like, the art direction did do a whole good job of uh, But you know what? You know, here's the thing. I haven't seen Alpha Dog, but I can say with absolute confidence that if you want to see a movie... In which Justin Timberlake plays a talking dog, uh, you should see Alpha Dog. So let's just cut him some slack, as who wouldn't want? Who would? I think pay the best thing that, that came out of Alpha Dog yeah. was Graham Douglas. You guys know Graham Douglas's impersonation of Justin Timberlake. Goes, he's gonna. He's got his brother hostage till Johnny gets paid, which is really just from the trailer. Okay. So one day you guys are gonna be checking out a okay. video and see the trailer, and that might be your entry okay. on the. Geekscape forums for shitty trailers before movies. Yeah. My favorite also is My Name is Domino Javi. Oh, I'm a bounty hunter. Oh, actually, and here's the, the, not only was the trailer bad, but the movie was. It was actually an accurate portrayal of the movie. They both sucked. <laughs> so now you're just talking parts from trailers that you remember yeah. for no reason. Well, let's talk about a trailer that came out this week and it just came out yes. now. Uh, that we're all. Th- th- finally, we're going to talk about something that no, happened. No, no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Baby's kid happened. <laughs> okay. Baby's kids happened to a lot of us. <laughs> okay, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, remake. Mm-hmm. We're all somewhat ambiguous, uh, but Jackie Earl Haley has been cast as Freddy Krueger, and that's kind of cool. And Sam Bayer, who directed a lot of the Green Day and Michael McCormans videos. Yeah, he's he, he's getting his first feature. Right. So anyway, so the trailer uh, is out now. And he did a Timberlake video. And he did a Timberlake With video. With Scarlett Johansson in it. Uh, oh God, no, no, that was uh, that was Nick Cassavetes. Oh, the director. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Point. Point. Yes. Sam Barry did a different one. Anyway, so now, so you saw the trailer. What did you think of the long-awaited trailer to a Nightmare Before? I'm okay, sorry. I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool how the trailer starts out, right? Yeah. No, it's fine. It's, a bunch it of cars off, chasing Kruger. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It, actually, it, it, and he's even protesting his innocence, right. which is an interesting play of making him sympathetic. 
Which he, he wasn't there. really before. No matter, I mean, Jason's always had some level of sympathy to him because he was just a poor kid who got screwed up. He's a retard. But no, but he was just, you know. Right. Anyway. Now you've got this guy, Jack Earl Haley, playing Kruger, running, mm. running away from these cars. The yeah. cars turn out to be parents. They're yelling yeah. Kruger. You know who it is. And they light the, they yeah. lock him in this place and, and, and light it on, on fire. fire and everything's awesome. You know, and then, you know the and then while he's like, oh no, there's a fire. I better take off my coat and show this sweater before no one knows it's me. You that see the Freddy Krueger gel. Uh, that was a little blind. Sweater. Yeah. The the one thing that's weird is seeing mm. the the Nancy and Tina and What's those weird characters is that back. All the kills uh, that we see in the trailer, well, all, I think almost all of them are from the original. Yes, Tina yeah. is in her bed. Tina is in her bed. There's a scene in the bathtub with right. Nancy in the glove, and I'm like, how much of a remake do we need to see? Because if there's one thing that we know scares audiences, it's familiarity. Yeah, I, that's what got me not excited about this. That's a little concerning. As, yeah. as nice as it looked, I, I, it's I, not I, exciting I, to see. Yeah, and you know what's something we've already me? seen before. Uh, I've seen a lot of these Platinum Dunes remakes and a lot of the films that are trying to play off the success of Platinum Dunes remake. Have you noticed that they all have? They appear to have the same cinematography. Yes. Is that bug anyone else? Because again, familiarity yes. breeds a lot of contempt. And they seem to have horror, the same. About the unexpected. About they seem to have the same sound uh, yeah. library yeah. for the trailer editing with yeah. that with that little low hum. Yeah. Chances you know, Chainsaw started the Texas it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake it has even, a lot to answer for. It, it even went as far it. as the Transformers trailer. Transformers oh, yeah. 2 Bro. And now you hear it And it's just like Bro. Dude stop with the Over sound editing On trailers It's a little yeah, Are you covering up For the fact that You lack a story Because the yeah. movies Are telling us Yes yeah. <laughs> I mean those are Evidence of the fact That maybe Maybe you're covering For a lack of story The one thing That may be a little weird Is you do get a glimpse Of Kruger's Once he's mm. burned yeah. Face Yeah Looks like Pumpkinhead Wearing a hat <laughs> He's got a Pumpkinhead mouth you know, here's the thing. You know I, what I'm saying, though, right? I do, I do. I kind of like. looks like a burn victim. He does. He actually he looks more, more like Freddy Krueger from the first film, actually, which I think is kind of interesting, as opposed mm-hmm. to the overstylized kind of brain face thing he has going for most right. of the sequels. So I'm kind of cool with that. I think it's it's a slightly creepier thing about it. So I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but okay. the thing is, unlike the Friday the Thirteenth remake, which I kind of liked because it was. Fuck. That movie I, was dull. Oh uh, well, here's the thing. I at least liked it because I watched like all like the a lot of the original ones, and they're so all over the place. And this right. one at least focused everything into hey, there's actually a story now, and it's pretty clean. It, right. it works pretty well. There's a couple of decent kills. I was fine with it. There was never much expected from it anyway. Nightmare on Elm Street still works great. Right. The original Nightmare on Elm Street still plays great to an audience. So. Well, Laura and I went to see it in the theater when it was released on DVD, and they oh, did yeah. one of those. They did one of those things where they put yeah, it in theaters for one pissed. night. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it plays. I mean, some of the gags, like when he's well, some of the special long. effects yeah. are a little creaky, but you know, even then, it has kind of a dreamlike quality. Right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on I to. I like this. Uh, I like Bibiani. Yes, I'm. I'm taking. I'm slowly taking over the show. Um, the the so David right. Cronenberg is remaking David Cronenberg's The Fly, in and of itself, a remake. Someone had to change that man's work. I guess so. Yeah. Now, did you ever see that scene in Scanners where the guy's head explode? Yeah. That's that's what happened to me when I heard this. <laughs> it took me a long time to pick I, up all I those did pieces. the uh, classic Picard baseball. That's how I went bald. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, it wasn't so discovering Gene Grey, I guess if anyone, the most powerful psychic. I guess if anyone can do it interestingly, it's David Cronenberg. He's still a good director, but... Holy shit! You got some great. I got news some. Here. I got some. I got some stuff. Uh, look at, look Gordon, at my yeah. list, guys. Every week, my list for Geekscape <laughs> kind of looks like this because I know we're gonna be filling it with conversation, a la Baby's Kids. It looks like someone who walked into class wanting to take notes but felt. Like <laughs> yeah. Bibiani has so many great bulleted points. And here. analyze my handwriting. I've always wondered if I'm a serial killer or not. Oh, let me take a look. Why don't we talk about these things? <laughs> I was actually talking about you, 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 No, 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 fuck that, fuck that. You, you, you know, I, I mailed out some t-shirts, Geekscape t-shirts. Uh-huh. Someone fucking Twittered. Does anyone, did anyone else receive a package from Jonathan Lennon that looked like it was put together in an asylum? <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, let's actually, okay, so David Goyer is going to create the story, this is in quotes, and supervise the writers of Ghost Rider 2. That sounds horrible. Horrible. Doesn't uh, that just terrify you? There's a reason it makes me feel like it'll make it worse now. Well, here's the thing. If there's one thing I can say confidently about David Goyer is that he's he works better when he's not working alone. 
Right. If he's working with Guillermo del Toro, if he's working with Chris Nolan, his shit turns out pretty good. If it's just him, Blade like 3. on Blade Trinity, Blade Trinity, yeah, you get the invisible. You yeah. get, you get the, yeah, you get, you get, or the unborn. You get Blade Trinity. Kinda, Did you write the unborn? I saw yeah. the unborn. Oh, fuck oh that. the unborn. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, AKA. Oh hey, Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, unborn was unborn was. Uh, hey guys, and Idris Elba yeah, from The Wire. Yeah, the great, the, cool. the greatest thing about it is, hey guys, uh, I noticed you guys have all this uh, foot, this this equipment hanging around while you guys shoot Batman. Be, uh, or Dark Knight. Yeah. You guys mind if I use Gary and some of the equipment to go shoot this movie, The Unborn? You might have to shave his mustache. Oh, Fuck. dude. Uh, so anyway, so is there anything that we actually want salvaged from the original Ghost Rider for a sequel? Because Nicolas Cage is apparently coming back. No. Yeah. Is anyone? Can, can we? It's not too the late. The character to, design. But they're not going to change the character Hulk design. I like how We're they made. Cool it, I like how they make. They made Blackheart into like a emo kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, he's from hell. What do you what do you what do you want? Um, I like how every single like oh he has to destroy the three greatest elementals of all time. Well, how could he possibly defeat the water demon? Gonna use the chain. How could he possibly defeat the air demon? I'm gonna use the chain. <laughs> How's he gonna defeat the rock demon? Gonna use the chain. And scene. Good old rock. <laughs> Woo! Nothing beats that. It's a uh, shitty character. It's 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 Ghost Rider's not a cool. It no, he's not. Sense. He's based solely on iconography. He has no yeah. substance. Yeah, which might he's make this great for David Goyer, because he did he made Blade right, popular. Right, right. Think about it. Uh, okay, so Justin Lin is going to direct the Highlander remake. Yeah, I mean, I you know what you can say that, but I. I think Justin Lin does a pretty good job of doing just what he needs to do with yeah. like Tokyo Drift and yeah, Fast Tokyo and Drift Furious. Well, I hated Fast and the Furious. I didn't hate it. It did what it I, needed Tokyo to Drift do. Tokyo Drift is okay. I like yeah. Tokyo Drift. I, I'm all fun. for. Fast and the Furious was just. I think it was probably just a script. The script was just. Think about the think about the Highlander yeah. he's going to bring us. No, it's I think, gonna be this I think quick, Highlander is a good yeah. idea for a remake because I felt like it never achieved its full potential right. anyway. One of the things I always rejected when I was a kid watching Highlander is the idea that okay, I'm immortal. The only way us immortals can kill each other is by chopping each other's heads off. And we've all kind of agreed that we're going to do that through swordplay. I really should be a better sword fighter by now. <laughs> really? It's six hours a day, man. Yeah. If you can't afford to work out six hours a day, you don't deserve to be mortal. Right. Um, that, mm. uh, okay. you just want to fucking strangle that I do. Yeah. Okay, and according to Production Weekly... Uh, the Let the Right One In remake, yet another design. You, you haven't heard about you this? Know about no. Like the guy who the guy who directed Cloverfield is directing the remake to Let the Right One In. Yeah. It was gonna be Where called Let Me In, which actually was apparently the original title of the book. This is the uh, in its uh, defense. So, yeah, so in its defense, it wasn't bad. But they've recently changed the name, and apparently the name, according to Production Weekly, uh, the new name of the Let the Right One In remake is Fishhead. I'll go see that. <laughs> Does he, does he make it about the Innsmouth yeah, well, folk? You, is it, is it, well, Gilmore's is like it acting like now? he just got his childhood raped. Yeah. Funny side note: that's what they called him throughout. Okay, his let's talk about let's talk fish about a, a movie. We uh, at least one of us actually saw. I just saw a documentary this head. week. You're a fish head. Yeah, it's roly poly. Uh, I saw a documentary this week called "We Live in Public." What the hell is that? "We Live in Public" is a documentary about internet dot com mogul Josh Harris. And Josh Harris, Gilmore uh, is talking about. Josh Harris is Who pretty is much the guy who made his millions off of saying, hey, you know what we can use with the internet? We can build statistics for marketing purposes. Ah. Before him, like, really no one was into that, and so he made tens, like $80 million doing this. And he also uh, invented, like, the first internet television station called Pseudo, not around anymore, but it was kind of a pioneer. And then he took his money, and this is what the real documentary is about, he took his money and he did a couple of really wacko social experiments. He created. Wait, wait, wait! A, wait give give the gamescape yeah. as a time frame. Like, what years were these? Uh, this was because we've been on the internet. Okay, the main bulk of it. He his major success was between like '93 and 2000. Okay. Uh, they have a lot of footage in the documentary of him being interviewed on 60 Minutes as one of the right. dot com millionaires to watch. And when the dot com fell, you know, bottom fell through, he was one of the people who sucked down with it. And now he's right. no one. He has like a. He's he's actually like living in in Africa with like a peasant village. Holy shit! Yeah. But um, but at the, there was a time when he was this crazy mad scientist millionaire, and he created a social experiment called Quiet. And Quiet was a hotel that he put uh, in a uh, like the basement of like a large New York building in New York City. Uh, and the idea of Quiet was, uh, if you live in Quiet, 
you, uh, your room and board is paid for. All your food is paid for, all your booze is paid for, anything you want, yours. Uh, but you are agreeing to the following things. One, once you are in quiet, you cannot leave. Two, every single thing you do, from sleeping, to talking, to pooing, to having sex, everything is videotaped. Uh, every single thing you do that is videotaped, i.e. everything, can be viewed by anyone else in the hotel. You have absolutely no right to these tapes, they are owned by Joshua Harris, and while you are there, you agree to submit to harsh interrogation. Wait, what? Yeah, the idea was that his, um... Sounds like Geekscape. It's, <laughs> it, it is. This is where this is actually where we're leading Geekscape. But that was his idea, was that Joe this is Moore. where the... Sounds like my sleepover. This is where yeah. communications technology is going. Everything we do on the internet in some way yeah, is, like is, is, is tracked. Yeah. Everything we do is tracked. Every time we click on a website, some hey, this website is successful, we'll throw more money at it. Um, so everything we do is being looked at. Uh, and so it was basically this worst case scenario vision of the future in which we willfully give up our privacy because we think it would be neat. Because we, we see like a personal gain in that in terms right. of like being famous or oh isn't it cool to be a provocateur and so on and so forth. And then when that was busted as someone called it in as a doomsday cult because they had a uh, large supply of automatic weapons. In and the people were going into this. People were choosing people were like, to go into wow. this. It was, and some people still speak very highly of it. Some people think it was a nightmare of course but that's very interesting. Another thing he did and you may remember this. Uh, he uh, and his girlfriend uh, decided to film everything they did in their in their apartment, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, live their lives in some respects uh, via audience feedback. Uh, this was called We Live in Public, and it lasted for, I want to say six months, something like that? Okay. But it's uh, basically, yeah, and it was the idea was that, you know, yeah, every single thing they did from, from again, Eating, talking, having sex, going to the bathroom. There was a camera in the cat's litter box. Uh, was monitored 24/7, and then there was footage, interesting footage of there of like how this affected their relationship. They'd have a totally fight. Do that to you, They'd girl. have this really horrible fight, and then as soon as like his girlfriend left, he's like, "Yeah, screw you too!" And then immediately checking to see what everyone thought of the fight. Oh, we got to do this. To you, Gilmore. Really, Gilmore, you're just a hamster in a cage anyway. Yeah. No, anyway, it's anyway, it'd be listen, like, it'd it's, be like their Tamagotchi. <laughs> what if they told you not to eat? You'd have yeah. to not eat. That's true. So anyway, uh, it's an interesting documentary. It's called We Live in Public. Right. It's directed by Andy Timoner, who is Maybe actually uh, in the hotel with Joshua Harris. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's interesting. It's in limited release, but totally worth checking out, even if you have to find it like on DVD when it comes out. Uh, it exposed me to some interesting ideas about where we're going. Yeah, why'd you go see it? Like you were just interested? A friend of mine I heard about it on the radio and uh. just dragged me to it, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I ended up being exposed to some neat ideas. I don't agree with all of them, but it was a good talking piece. But do you agree that we should put that kind of thing up with Gilmore? I would love to see Gilmore and his girlfriend 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, well, we're going to vote that she's... Oh, just Gilmore? I don't care. You know, oh... He wants to see me poop, masturbate, and go to work. That's, like, all I do. Hey, I don't have to watch you... I don't, I don't have to watch you 24 hours a day. You just have to be there. That's fine. Yeah. What do you think the Truman Show is about? <laughs> just Gilmore, like, refreshing the gay hate forums. Oh, fuck you, Satori. <laughs> it's like writing something uh. with one hand, like it's golden uh. eye. Oh god. Okay, uh, let's let's move on to some television. Um, I like this. Yeah, I, isn't I, this I, nice? Guys, he, I, he's I, the guest this back. week. I can Relax. get I can get used yeah, just to this. Chill. Oh, just don't mind chill. if I do. Uh, actually, wait. Back on back on movies. <laughs> Screw this. Hold on. I want to talk about something. I just want to talk about something really. <laughs> oh, the way that it was like, don't mind if I. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck up. It's like just made you something. There is actually something else we need to talk about. Something <laughs> major. Something we've been. Put it on! What the fuck? I don't say anything. Anyway, something we've all been anticipating for decades now. They finally caught Roman Polanski. They cannot catch uh, Osama bin Laden, but it took him 30 years to catch Roman Polanski, who's been living in public in France. Right. Uh, and they caught him in Zurich. And this is what's weird. And you know what? Call me naive. Call me insensitive, if you will, but I thought uh, that Switzerland would be a safer place for Polish Jews on the run. Yeah, uh, maybe that's me. But um, yeah, well, that's, they, that's the only reason I bring it up because I thought that was kind of funny. Listen, 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 thank listen. you, uh, Bibiani. What should happen to him? What should happen to him? Well, you know, it's weird because what actually is going to happen to him is kind of up for debate because even uh, uh, Samantha. The gamer, woman, yeah, yeah uh, she, the she, woman she, she dropped all charges. 13, yeah. She dropped all charges, and she officially dropped them uh, last January. But they can't be dropped until Roman Polanski appears in court. 
Right. And he doesn't want to appear in court just in case it doesn't go his way or whatever. So he's just kind of been staying out of it. So it's entirely possible that if he does end up being extradited to America, he goes in court. They say, dude, you're kind of being a dick, uh, but all charges have been dropped, so what are we going to do? Could they charge him for that weird movie he made with Johnny Depp? Oh, uh, The Ninth Gate? Yeah. Uh, they should. Or the climax was the climax. The cli- Here's what bothered me about The Ninth Gate. The Ninth Gate is a movie about Johnny Depp. He's a rare book dealer, and he's trying to find these books which uh, basically contain demonic rites. He's trying to find the Necronomicon, only it's not called the Necronomicon. So it's about trying to find like nine copies of this ancient mystical text which may or may not be able to bring about the end of the world. So it's huge tomes, right? And it turns out at the end of the movie, and I'm not a huge spoiler, at the end of the movie, out of these huge tomes, the only thing that matters are nine illustrations. Does that piss anyone else off? I mean, I realize it's a visual medium, but come on, There's really? There's a picture of a goat. It's just, a, it's just there you go, kids. It's the pictures are what's important. The the, yeah, what? The, that's uh, all that matters. So that ticked me off. Guys, uh, speaking of books, mm. um, remember that chat book I've been talking about the last couple of episodes from our friend Justin McCumber? He's one of our audience members. He wrote this. Uh, chat book Pirates of the Crimson Sand I gotta give him a shout out show him the cover I like the cover yeah, well his brother did it it's a chat book it's just a chapter out of a bigger book oh a chat book and he publishes it in you know in sequence so hoping hoping people will uh, I can just put the graphic up or you can do that um, but you, this way you can have it fly out of the cover towards the screen uh, star wipe his brother is doing this uh, did this cover but he wrote this uh, story it's called Pirates of the Crimson Sand. We talked about it before. You can go to justinmcumber.com to get a copy. And uh, I think they're 99 cents. And I read the whole thing. And it is about uh, this this girl. She's a pirate. and her, re- A her, girl? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Well, it's like sci-fi. It's a little bit like... like if you guys, oh, it's hence if, the girl if, pirate. If you guys like... like yeah, it's like science fiction. <laughs> it never exists. If you guys like stuff like Serenity, where it's sort of this sci-fi pirate world, you guys will like this. <laughs> Justin does a really good job of doing what a lot of really good, I think, science fiction writers do, mm-hmm. um, is create their own language for the world. Yeah. Their own rules for the world. But yeah. something that but you, you also get. Those rules yeah, the trick, right? yeah, you get it. Yeah. And, uh, and so, if, again, like, you know how Serenity had its own voice? Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly had its own voice. Yeah. Everybody had their own language. Yeah. He's got that going on here. Cool. I really liked it, like, when uh, Stephen King would write a fantasy book. Like yeah. Dark Tower or Eye of the Dragon, like they would, everything would have their own book. Everything but thing would have its own way of speaking. Yeah, this is a story about this girl. She's inherited the ship and the crew from her father, who's passed away. Okay, and she has to pull off a really big score mm-hmm. as a pirate mm-hmm. to get medication for uh, her younger brother. Oh, so, so it's about the healthcare system. It's a little bit about the healthcare That's system. That's nice. I like that. It's topical. Uh, I totally enjoyed it, and. JustinMcCumber.com. I won't stop plugging it because uh, he's a geekscapist. If you geekscapists have anything you guys want to send to us, we'd we love to see it. Well, yeah, oh, I mean, did you re- listen to that Red Road Traveler CD that our buddy Tommy Jenkins sent us? Red Road Travelers? That's some good music. I mean, oh, as far as blues music goes, do you think that or uh, Steven Seagal? Uh, you love that over Steven Seagal. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I put that on my iPod every now and then. The blues music comes in. Right when I'm needing some blues music, I'm into it. Some good, good stuff on there. Yeah. So, uh, book I'd like to plug while we're plugging uh, is a new book from Dark Horse Comics called Beasts of Burden from Evan Milk and Cheese Dorkin and Jill Sandman Thompson. Milk and uh, cheese was milk and cheese. Milk and cheese. Milk and cheese. Shit. Yeah, milk, like and cheese? milk and cheese. He also did that great but very short-lived Marvel comic series of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Beasts of Burden uh, is actually, I, I was unfamiliar with this, but apparently it was based on some shorts they had done for some Dark Horse anthologies. But basically, it is about a group, uh, it's a beautifully painted book. It's about a group of dogs uh, in a small town called sold. Burden Hill, uh, and they investigate supernatural mysteries. Oh my god, I'm sold. Yeah, basically. I'm not even going to borrow your copy, I'm going to get my own. You should. Is it's it seriously. anthropomorphic, or are, uh, are they all like. On no, they're all no, dogs. No, no, they're they're, all, they're it's, dogs. It's like, it's like we three, the way they're characterized. They're it's really kind of beautiful. Yeah. It's basically Benicula meets Fringe, I think would be the way I'd describe Holy crap. it. But yeah, it's spectacularly well characterized. I love Jill Thompson's artwork. She, she actually won an Eisner for one of the shorts she did uh, several years ago. Uh, and it is that's really... That's a pug-like dog right there. That's a pug dog right there. Yeah, it's, it is uh, adorable. I'm a big, big fan. Let me see. Very well written. Oh, that's definitely yeah. a pug. He's right there on the cover with yeah. a beagle and Doberman. Yeah, no, it's great. So uh, I, I don't want to give anything away about it, but it's just really charming, and it's darker than you'd think. Uh, given how adorable it is, because uh, every single page would go. Oh, it's such a cute little witty. Ah! No, no, no. I, I'm not going to yeah. flip too much th- through this. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Benicula meets Fringe is probably yeah. the best. 
that's a good that's, that's a good awesome. endorsement as far our, as I'm our, concerned. Our goal is yeah for when that gets collected. You know how yeah. we've gotten a couple little write up endorsements yeah. on some uh, trades. On some trades, when that is collected in trade, we would love for we want, to have William Bibiani from Geekscape quoted yeah. as "Funicula meets friend." Well, you have to write that up, otherwise it doesn't. Oh, I'm gonna contact Evan Dorkin on Twitter and be like, "Dude, you, you need to watch this. <laughs> this dude just called your shit Vanicula versus." Anyway, fringe. we're a big Beats fan. Fringe. Please check a it out. Versus Fringe. What do you think? <laughs> a little bunny that just yeah. sits on his have, ass. Have, have Pacey get attacked by a fucking bunny. <laughs> um, so listen, oh, guys. Um, I read a book that was recommended earlier on the show by William Bibiani. It's called Dead Run. It's published by the guys at Boom Studio. Uh, Boom Studios puts out the. I, I love them because they put out the Farscape books I read a book that was The fucking shit Called Irredeemable by Mark Wade. Have no, you, have you read, read this? I have not seen that yet The first four issues are collected for $10 Go get that It is about a supervillain That used to be the super Like the superman of that world And he just slowly got dicked over And eroded enough And taken for granted enough to where he's like, you know what, fuck it, I am a, he snaps. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's not so much a snap and a light switch turning off and on to become, right. to become a villain. He just slowly turns into a, somebody who's like, you know what, I'm a super villain now. And now the world and like the JLA, what's left over from the JLA type in the, in the world now have to deal with basically a god running rampant on the right. planet yeah. and hunting them all down. So they're, it's, Irredeemable is amazing. It's a race to, can we find his weakness, whatever the hell that could possibly be, if he has one, before he kill, yeah. hunts us all down and kills us? Right. Um, Back to Dead Run. Dead I didn't Run. finish Dead Run. I only got the first two issues, uh, and then the economy struck. Here are all four. Yeah. Um, I, wa- I, I recommend the book to people who are enjoying like post-apocalyptic stuff like Mad Max. I got to tell you, I thought it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it does leave you with one big blue ball... Uh, at the end, it is like, a, like sequelitis. Like they expect a sequel, or just definitely, like it doesn't. Definitely, okay. There's definitely you think that. it'd be covered in a sequel. Yeah. Or, okay. It I would expect yeah. what would be covered in the sequel yeah. should have been covered in here. Okay. And I was like, come on, really? Yeah. The series. Is, I mean, this is a four-issue miniseries. Mm. It's supposed to be a complete story. Right. I don't feel completely yeah, satisfied by the yeah. end. Of it. You be the judge, Bibiani. As I, I hand this to you, you be the judge. You come back and report. Thank you. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> that is my accepting excuse. What, what else you got, comics wise? Uh, Speaking of like, I got like nothing. Adaptation. You know what I've been doing? You got that uh, surrogates book. How was the surrogates? Sur- well, yeah, but I read that a while ago. I got the surrogates. How is it? How is it? Uh, you know, the surrogates. I didn't say the movie. The surrogates, the book. Uh, it's got a clever idea. Um, the artwork is nice and expressive. Uh, the writing is pretty strong. I really have nothing. I like it. It didn't blow my, my fragile little mind. Maybe it has? Yes, absolutely. Um, it didn't blow my mind, but it's got a neat idea. It explores the various aspects of that idea very well. It's got some nice action elements to it, good characters. I like it. doesn't get my most glowing endorsement ever, but totally worth checking out, especially if you didn't like the movie, as I heard a lot of people don't. The book's pretty good. Have you heard anything about Pandorum? Should I go see that? I ain't heard shit. Okay. I ain't heard. Just thinking about the movies about you go see for you guys. Like if, if Circus yeah. is no good, I don't want to go see that. Maybe I just Pandora. saw Dennis Quaid, and I'm like, no thanks. Oh. Oh come on, man. When did that happen? Yeah. When did Quaid. that happen? Oh, oh, that Dennis Quaid became the guy whose movies no, you avoid. Exactly. The what was the movie? An enemy fucking mind. No, I want to know. Five five no, oh, I want to know what was the movie. What was the last movie that you that you saw Dennis Quaid that you're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. The first one where I the rookie. The rookie was the shit. The one where I had it with Dennis Quaid was in good company. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, fair uh, enough. The movie's all right. Fair enough. Um, like G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't blame him for that, though. I, I think on this show we all know that I don't do yeah. not like J.I. Joe. I didn't like J.I. I thought J.I. Joe, too. I thought it sucked. So, guys, um, um, yeah. speaking of books that Viviani and I have both read. Yeah? Here we go. Yeah. This was recommended to me by not just Viviani, but my good friend uh, Ron Richards over at iFanboy. Uh, we were talking and, uh, and I asked him how this was This is uh, Darwin Cook's Adaptation of Richard Stark's Parker, uh, the Hunter Yeah And the whole, the whole story here is that It's a Donald Westlake character right. Donald Westlake was one of these pulp crime writers And 
he recently died before he saw yeah. a publication of Darwin Cook's work he was very careful about the specific character of Parker and how he didn't want the character to end up uh, he, he just wouldn't option him out as, well, he, as the name Parker right yeah that's thing. you could do there were there were actually at least three movies made based uh -huh. on Parker movies there was uh, get Carter there was no no get Carter's not one of them no uh, no, it was uh, uh, Payback uh -huh. with Mel Gibson. Gibson. The director's right. cut was pretty good. Uh, there was the John Borman one, Point Blank, with Lee Marvin. Okay, that was pretty good. And there was another one uh, that was that had. Um, oh God, who's the guy in Bad Boys that wasn't Will Smith? Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. It had Martin Lawrence and Danny DeVito, and I forget what it was called. Ooh. It was awful. That yeah, it was, it was it was like a remake in name only, and like well, the basic idea. Well, I know of it. Donald Wesley got nominated yeah. for an Oscar for screenwriting The Grifters. Yeah, well deserved um, too. That was a great movie. Grifters is awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that Payback was a remake of Get Carter. It's very similar. It's got yeah. a lot of similarities. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was a remake of Get Carter, mm -hmm. and it's not a remake. Of, but, but it's but, not a remake of Get Carter. But I could be wrong. I, I was yeah. wrong before. You are. Uh, I, I'll be wrong again. You are. That being said, the only time that Donald Westlake has allowed. Uh, people to to I mean he just doesn't let this guy yeah it's his, you, you it's can, his baby you can make, you can make the reason, something from Steve the McKay story Stephen King has allowed the Dark Tower to get remade either right. it's like closest to him right you just can't yeah. use the word the name yeah. Parker you can't yeah. name him Parker and all you, those you, at the risk of someone could screw Parker up and then Parker's dead he allowed Darwin Cook you guys know him from the and, Final Frontier yeah or, and the Spirit yeah, the New Frontier and the yeah. Spirit you yeah. guys know him he did this book and it's a hardback book I think it's Amazing! It's seriously, it's it's a page turner. It is absolutely incredible. It is better than any of the movies, uh, and I, I actually liked the, both of the movies they made of the Hunter. Uh, and this Did is you like payback. Better. I like I like the director's cut better. I the heard director's the director's, director's cut's, cut's, director's awesome. cuts really solid. Uh, the, the theatrical cut's okay, gets a little nuts at the end, but uh, anyway, let's uh, let's just show how much how much we love this book. Check this book out. Seriously, you'll love every single minute of it. Let's move on. If, especially if you guys love crime. Fiction. Okay. If you guys have been reading Ed Brubaker's yeah. Criminal. Okay. Quick aside, uh, back to TV land real fast. I just want to say something here. I just found out that uh, ratings for The Fringe are over 30% down and ratings for Dollhouse are over 40% down in their second seasons. <laughs> Enjoy Cougar Town. What the fuck, people? I thought we agreed on this. We were actually going to watch those. <laughs> They're really good. Hollywood, stop making movies for kids who would rather download it illegally. But I have to watch So You Think You Can Dance. I know, right? Listen, Dollhouse got a hell of a lot better by the end of the first season. It's, it's still, back to, it's, it's back to, it's still, it's a, it's on a better kick it's, now. It's back to where we were in episode four of season one. Ah, it's better than that. And Fringe is, and Fringe is kicking series ass. So get back what, to watching. What about this um, fast forward thing? Tell flash me, forward. Just tell me about this flash forward thing. What's that? It's this thing. You haven't watched the Flash Forward? I got nothing. No, I haven't watched it. The billboards make it look like it's actually an ad for the ABC 7 o'clock news. Did you hear me say that? <laughs> when did you hear me say that? I've been telling everybody that. Dude, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> like, and, and I know why you say it, because there's one on Venice near you. Venice and Overland has one. Yeah. And I've been telling everybody, like, dude, that looks like a fucking morning show ad. I think that's the shittiest campaign. It, does. it totally looks like with John Henry for weather. And just, <laughs> it's just it's just a crappy campaign. It's the shittiest. But, but people are watching it's just a logo board. with like glowy stuff but, but behind it. It seems it's, like a clip art. They just took it. I thought, it's, it's I thought it was a religious like, thing. I thought no. it was like the opposite of the uh, 2012 it, ad telling us we're all going to die. Is Flash Forward a time travel deal? If the idea is that everyone in the world all of a sudden. Uh, Basically, they they, they, they flash forward. You'll never they, be they, they get an show, image. Here's the thing: everyone in the world, all of a sudden, one day, get an uh, an image of themselves in the future. They get flash forward, and they see. I, I forget what it is. Maybe it's like three minutes, thirteen minutes, something like that. Uh, and uh, then they come back. But uh, and people like find out what their that their lives are very different. Some people were what? dead in, in three minutes. Years. They get like three minutes of a flash forward. Oh, and then and forward. then everything is is after that, and then we see people's flash forward. And how far forward? How far forward is it? It's like thirteen forward? years. Okay, it's like pretty. It's pretty decent. And like some people are dead, so they get a very interesting flash forward apparently. But uh, I haven't seen it. Neat idea. I'm not sure how it's going to translate to a TV. What would your like What would your flash forward be? <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think yeah. it's so lame. And Maybe it's I'd like, have my aluminum. I just factory. don't see how you're going to turn that into it. So remember that TV show that was about like. Uh, 12 people who, who were in like a bank robbery and then what happened to them during the bank robbery and then it cut to what happened to them after the bank robbery and they're supposed yeah. to get a whole series out of that? How do you get a whole series out of that? 
Mm. It's like a movie at best. I, I just don't see what we're going to do with it. This sounds like an idea for a neat book, maybe, but I don't know. Anyway, have a you know what, you know what's awesome? If I, if I get a flash forward, sitting on this couch, doing Geekscape for all of all you. All right. It's been... Hair. Essentially, it's yeah. exactly the same. But you're like, oh, what's that gray get, hair doing get, get Gilmore doing the exact same thing, 100 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it has been a big week for video games. <laughs> Big week. Let's just, uh, before we while, while we're starting on video games, I have a I have a formal uh, uh, apology to make. To who? Because the last time I was on this show, I spoke very ill of the Batman Arkham Asylum demo. And yes. I played the game, and that game is the shit. So to everyone at Idos, to everyone who has anything to do with Batman, I apologize. I still don't think the demo was particularly good, but the game is amazing. I have a few minor quibbles with it, but on the whole, incredible work. Uh, so my apologies. Uh, Brutal Legend demo is out. Yeah. Uh, and we've all played this. We played through it. It's we played, so I played it three times. Oh, wow. It is really blew my... Gilmore played it twice. It is so it wonderful. Once. Play it. You will, be, you will be unable to resist buying this thing when it comes out. Support Tim Schafer because this is really wonderful stuff. That was a lot of fun, though. It was really fun. It was yeah. the Jack Blackness. I, yeah. You know, I like Jack Black. I don't yeah. think he's annoying. Uh, but I think, I think it depends on the material. Um, this game was a lot of fun. The writing was really it's great. Funny. The gameplay was really great. Even mm -hmm. Psychonauts, which is one of my favorite games, has some gameplay issues, but Brutal yeah, Legend totally. played like a dream. Uh, but I feel like there was a spoiler that the chick turns against you. Does the chick turn against you? We don't know. I don't know. But remember when you saw that montage at the end and it looks like it had that chick coming at you all demonified? I don't know. I don't know. Possession right. something that could easily Yeah, that could, that could just hell, be like dude. one level. You know? Yeah. Okay. You need to chill out. We don't know that. Yeah, I, what you the know fuck, what? man? I, I, I like killing that monster. Why do you want to ruin this... Hopefully, I like that. You're girl. dead to me. I like her. Okay. Who voices her? And uh, I don't know, but I, I really want to teach her. her a French kissing. Um. Okay. Uh, the Wii is uh, finally caught up with the pack and announced a price drop. It's now 199 dollars. So, um, if you want to play a console with eight good games on it, you can now pay 50 dollars less for the privilege. Not to mention the amount of money they're going to gouge hey out of you for the extra controllers. Get your Wii for 200 dollars and play with me, new Super Mario Brothers. Ah, that's right. Later this year. I'm pretty excited to play that with all of you. Okay, Sony. I feel like this. Sony has given a big middle finger to everyone who bought a PSP by uh, saying that if you get a PSP Go, there is going to be no UMD conversion. You have to buy all your games again if you want to play it under PSP yeah. Go. Uh, there's sucks. nothing cool about that. That is nothing cool move. about that. That's not fair. Um, okay, but the real meat of it, and uh, I think what everyone uh, has actually watched this to the see. The thing both of you guys yeah. say is um. You should Fuck up. <laughs> um, you, you, yeah, you don't have to respond to that. I do have hey, to respond to that. Very unfavorable. As host, you don't have to respond to that. Okay? But he's as her the, Ed McMahon. As the new host of Geeks okay. <laughs> you don't have to do that. All right? Okay. Uh, this is what we all want to see. Halo! ODST yeah. uh, was released in the last week. Now <laughs> the, apparently thought that was kind of funny. What are you doing, um, <laughs> there, 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 there was a lot of talk when, the, when yeah. they started shifting what this was. Remember it was supposed to be DLC? It was originally supposed to be a sh like a two-hour campaign right. with downloadable content, and it was going to be reasonably inexpensive. And then it got a little bigger, and then they decided to tack on some stuff, and now it's $60. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, is it worth $60? Well, let me say this. If you didn't buy all the other maps for Halo 3 when they came out in downloadable content, totally worth $60. If you did, might want to be might want to rent it. Are you, are you now but, are you a big Halo guy? I like Halo. I'm not going to say I'm a big Halo guy, right. but you but played Halo 3. I played that? Halo 1, 2 and 3 and I thought uh, Halo 3 had some story problems, but on the whole they play pretty well. There's some unimaginative level design involved in there, but all like the AI was pretty solid for when it came out. It's got a, some decent writing, not amazing writing, neat ideas. I like Halo. What about this? Yeah. Halo ODST. They're, overall, it's a thumbs up. I'm going to say this right worth now. Worth the $60, I, especially, worth the $60, especially packs, yeah. if you didn't already buy the map packs. Because I didn't, and I feel like I got right, a good now deal. Now those are just multiplayer map packs. They're multiplayer map packs. Everything that's been released before is downloadable content and some new ones and a new firefight uh, multiplayer mode. But... Um, is that, a, is that a co-op campaign? That is a, it's not a campaign. It is co-op. You can play it single player, but it's very dull. Okay. It's basically you're playing a, a single player mission in one arena, and there's just constantly spawning enemies. I, I, don't ha I haven't been able to play it multiplayer yet. So they but took basically, a page from, yeah, from, from Gears, Gears of War 2. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fine. It works. It's, it's okay. I've played it multiplayer, but I'm sure it's entertaining with the group. What's it about? Uh, 
a Halo ODST, and this is actually something that's actually mildly innovative. Uh, you don't play Master Chief, obviously, everyone knows that, but you play uh, a group of uh, orbital, I think it's Operation Dumbo Drop Shock Troopers. Okay, that'd be awesome. Um, that's I, I how be, I imagine I be it. Ray Liotta. Uh, I dibs on Dennis Leary. Uh, but uh, you play you play some Morbidal Drop Shock Troopers. You, you're dropping down the new Mombasa. And uh, the main character is the rookie, who has even less personality than Master Chief, if that was possible. Wow. Um, and uh, he actually, he got knocked unconscious. And he wakes up six hours after the drop. And now uh, he's, he's stuck there in the middle of the night, all alone. Totally outclassed by all of the uh, brutes and so on out in the city, and he needs to—he's uh, trying to find a squad. So it's a bit of a free-roaming element. You run around New Mombasa trying to find your your teammates, and then you find something interesting. For example, you find like a helmet that's embedded into a computer console. Okay. And then he looks at the helmet, and then boom—you're playing the guy whose helmet that belonged to, or that was his helmet, and then you see how that. Came to pass. Okay, so it's, it's story wise, that's story wise, cool. it's actually kind of neat. It's a neat idea. It's a good framing device. It doesn't uh, interrupt it. It flows. It doesn't. Well. It flows pretty well. The gameplay is still really solid. Uh, I do have some issues when you do find these things. Uh, let's you, you find like um, you, there, you, there's a part where you find a sniper rifle with a bent uh, uh, nozzle. nozzle right. Yeah. Um, and then you see how it got there. There is absolutely no way in hell this guy could figure out from that all the events that you next play. It's a little ridiculous. And they have this whole uh, film noir vibe. Did you it's there with the, the music. Did I did finish, finish the game. game. I finished and the you game. don't find out at the end the rookie is like a ghost I kept, expecting, I kept expecting them to find out. It's like, man, it's a good thing you had all that. You had that private detective license. Otherwise, you never would have found it. It's like that yeah. scene, it's like the scene where you go in, yeah. uh, in Fast and Furious where Vin Diesel is the car whisperer. Oh, God, that was it's awful. But no, it's the same basic principle. He looks at something and there's absolutely no conceivable way he could figure it out. Now, that's how it plays, but yeah, in theory, yeah, you're just you're just you as the audience are finding out, but it plays really weird. Uh, there is no the autosave system blows. Okay, I I like had to quit like halfway through a level because I needed to go to bed, and then I got sent back right away to the beginning of the level. It sucks. You have to manually save every time. Wah. It's like it's, having a NES, an NES again. It's Wah. it's just no. You know what? I'm not gonna apologize for. And I, I'm, I'm quoting someone here, but I'm not gonna apologize for getting used to autosave. Autosave is not unreasonable to ask for. Um, so that's problematic. Um, and the other thing is, it's kind of a weird geek wet dream because it stars Nathan Fillion with an, uh, a, an avatar who looks exactly like Nathan Fillion. Okay. It stars Trisha Helfer as his love interest uh, with an avatar who looks like Trisha Helfer but with a mouth twice as big. It's a little creepy, actually. I'm not sexually attracted <laughs> the, the to her. The evil queens from yeah. Mortal Legend. And it's, uh, it stars Adam Baldwin and, and Alan Tiddick. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And the thing is, they all play basically their characters from Firefly. <laughs> they they do. Oh, He's geez, it's, that's really bad. That's, that's, here's the thing. It's fun though. They're they're charming people. That sounds but fantastic. But listen, listen. If you want that, it's I think it's fine. Here's the thing. It they're all charming. It's all entertaining. But as a result of that, the tone is way off because the whole hub world is very dark and moody. And as I said, it's got this film noir thing. It's got kind of a more yeah. bluesy musical score. And to playing it. these. And you cool see this. You see the stuff. You you find these things that it's totally implied that you like play this character until they die, basically. Right. And it's not nearly as dark as that. And that's just kind of disappointing. It has this weird tone. You think it's all moody and sad, and then by the time you're done, it's kind of wacky. It's, it's like fun. They're like animated bears. It's fun. Well, that's goofy. Awesome. I'm saying wacky. It was the country yeah. bears with Christopher Walken that movie yeah. came out. So anyway, listen, if you wanted to play Captain Tide Pants in a Halo game, this is the game for you. If you really, really like Halo, uh, and you... I'll, um, then you might want to get it, but if you really like Halo, you already bought the map pack, so this might be a buy it used kind of thing. So I like it. I didn't love it, That's but I, that, yeah. I enjoyed it. A lot of it's people are saying it. that they, they're yeah. liking it, not loving it. Yeah. So, so is this really about, like, I heard what it's about, though, mm. is like just to bring context so you care what you're doing. Is it yeah. about, like, Master Chief leaves to do whatever? You never see Master Chief in the game. No, right, but it's, it's after Master right after right after Master Chief has left. Uh, in Halo yeah. 3, uh, you're left there and you have to defend Earth, right? Kinda. Well, you're on a specific mission, basically. And unfortunately, the person who knows exactly what this classified mission is, is immediately lost. And so you spend right. a lot of the game not even knowing what you were there to do. Oh, and then shit, you find oh, out shit, what oh, you were meant to do, and it's not brilliant, but it works. It's fine. There's a neat little Easter egg at the end, because, you know, it's a, it's a Halo game. At the end of the credits, there's something. So wait till the end of the credits, and then while you're watching it, uh, 
toggle the the uh, the the analog stick yeah. uh, to the left repeatedly, and then you'll see something kind of funky. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. All right, nice, yeah. nice. So uh, Gilmore has uh, yeah, his hand up. So guys, okay. that, that's Halo ODST as yeah. uh, given to you by William Bibiani. I Hello. am I am hearing that sentiment a lot that. Mm -hmm. It's it's good but not great. Yeah. People are. Uh, I know our own Jake 108, who was our Halo expert there on the website mm -hmm. with his uh, Halo thing. He gave it like a nine out of ten, eight point five in a lot of categories. Big news uh, in uh, the world of Jake 108, by the way. Who is this? Jake 108. I told you this uh, over the weekend. I know, but I'm feigning interest for the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> Jake 108 got recon armor. Yeah. What? It's huge. It's a big, it's really difficult to get it's recon armor. Huge. Yeah. Do, do recon armor is something that at some point was only reserved for people who worked for Bungie. And so it was like their own little private thing, but they've now opened it. So if you complete this ridiculously difficult series of tasks, you can earn it. Uh -huh. And uh, last Friday, um, Jake 108 earned it. So um, the next teabag prevention series is going to be. Road to Recon teabag prevention. So it's going to be essentially right. telling everybody uh, tips on how to get your own recon armor. All right. So well, that it won't be special won't be for anyone anymore. Jake, one away. Let's, oh, let's, let's get it. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty because cool. Because recon armor, yeah. I mean, achievements, achievements in video games in themselves are really, really cool. Very, very rarely yeah. are they that big a deal. Right. Except for, like, the lawn yeah. gnome in Half-Life Episode 2. They're really right. not that difficult. You usually. scared the shit out of me. But this, I thought um, he got Kelsey <laughs> pregnant. Or something. I was like, I thought he was getting married. Uh, I was about to be really happy for the guy. No, he, dude, he's, nine, he's 18 years old. Okay, I was about to be really sad for the guy. No, no, no. <laughs> no recon armor is more than that in his life. Yeah, okay. he, he basically had, just had a child, and he doesn't yeah. have to pay for it. Um, congratulations, Jake. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. If you guys want to read Jake's, <laughs> this is uh, our pregnancy now. If you guys want to, if you guys want to hear. Uh, he ends up like baby's kids and has to go after single moms. Uh, For recon armor. Yeah, I'll put <laughs> it's up a really with, tough achievement. Yeah, I'll put up with your shit at the carnival. Uh, sequel to baby's kids all grown up. Okay. Uh, so, guys. Um, <laughs> Just black people. <laughs> That's not what about that, correct what about that, at all. What about that Martin Lawrence movie where he has like a family reunion or something like that? You mean all, all Tyler Perry movies? No, it had Martin Lawrence and there was like Big a thing. Mama's House? Was it Cookout? I don't know what it was. Well, we're... Who Made the Potato Salad starring Jaleel White? Oh, jeez. Um, wow. Wow. We, we, we just lost DJ Hijack's viewership. We, we, we just lost so every... What? That's a real and movie. I'm sure it is. Get the fuck out of here. I rented it. It's a real Get movie. Get the fuck My out favorite of here. insensitive title I've ever seen on a movie went straight to video was called Tortillas Again? And it had people on the cover doing this? And it was about this guy, like, apparently won the lottery, but then his chihuahua, uh, and this, yeah, I'm not kidding, his chihuahua, like, stole it, and he's, like, trying to find it, and apparently mom made tortillas again? I didn't see it. I assume it's brilliant. The star of that was, like, the Taco Bell chihuahua. And basically, yeah, it was incredible. I seriously cannot, anyone who's seen that, uh, start a forum post. I love any, any <laughs> I love any synopsis that has the words, but this chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know what? That's another forum topic we need to start up. It's like the most insensitive. <laughs> so, guys, oh, you can man. do all that on the Geekscape website, geekscape.net. I, I, I suggest you all go and uh, join in the bigotry. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, uh, you guys can check us out on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com, look for Geekscape, become a fan, and uh, you can find all of us through there and become our friends, too. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Jonathan London. That's basically how you find me. I'm William Bibiani. Uh, my name is right here. I just want to make Jonathan do a little <laughs> extra work on the podcast. That's all right. I put a couple um, titles at the end. And also on Facebook. So check me out. Check us out. Uh, again, geekscape.net, our good boy over here, has been doing some uh, feature editing. You can't really tell, but he's been doing it. All right? All right. Sometimes he puts up stuff a little early when he doesn't read the emails properly. <laughs> next week uh, Inside joke We will see you guys uh, Next week With some more reviews And of course We're going to be At IndieCade Long Beach Comic Con Yeah Oh my god The West Hollywood Book Fair mm. It's a busy busy, busy week yeah. For us scapists We'll see how much of Geekscape you guys get Next week We'll see you next week With more stuff